This is Ken Ferry with this week's Boots in the Field. Kind of catching up after the last two weeks. Uh, we've been pretty busy here at the office. But pollination is uh, either underway, about to happen, or completely finished, depending on what field you're in and what you're looking at. The good news is, uh, from the insect side, we've had very little trouble getting this corn pollinated, and I perceive that we're not going to have much trouble getting the rest of it pollinated from the insect side of the situation itself. But we have seen some fields that have struggled, especially the earlier pollinating fields, when we just couldn't find a break in the weather pattern and we kept wet, heavy dews in the morning and, and even rain throughout the, most of the day. That created some issues trying to get the pollen sacks to open up on the tassel and get this thing done. So we ended up with some uh, fields that have a good six inch long silk. We measured some today were seven inches long. When you open those ears up and look at them, they did have trouble getting pollinated. So we don't have that uniform pollination that we'd like to see. What I mean by uniform is the ear is going to be pollinated from butt to tip and the color and the maturity of the kernels is going to be very even from top to bottom. We don't see yellow kernels mixed with white kernels and that type of thing. Well, these fields with the six, seven inch long silks, unfortunately, we have yellow kernels at the base. We have white kernels at the top. And those white kernels at the top, you're going to have to count them out of your yield goal. So if you have a, a plant that's got yellow kernels two-thirds way up the ear and the tip is white kernels, you're not going to hang on to them. And I know that's bad news, but you need to be realistic as you're doing your yield checks because they're going to disappear in about two weeks and you're going to wonder where they went. Individual white kernels that are mixed in between the yellow ones, that's not as big a deal. They will abort, but neighboring kernels will fill those holes in. The fields that are starting to pollinate this week, if the forecast for this week is correct, are probably going to go off without a hitch. So we're going to see a lot of good pollination. Overall, I would say the pollination is good uh, in the fields that we're in, but you can uh, be surprised if you get into some of this stuff. And just being in the pollination week at the wrong time is going to give it some struggles, and we're going to see some poorer pollination than what we're used to, or at least what we've seen in the last few years itself. Check your hybrid plots. So if you got a 104-day corn to 115-day corn in the hybrid plot and it's been pollinating, kind of hit and miss through these last 10 days or so, you could have some hybrids that are going to get penalized due to their pollination issues more than the maturity issues in itself. So it's not a, a hybrid problem per se, but it may be just the fact that it picked the wrong seven or eight days to try to get pollinated because of all the wet weather in itself. What are we finding mainly out there in the field world? Again, insects have been pretty quiet. As of this point, it looks like rootworm are pretty quiet. Definitely the stories in the disease. We're managing gray leaf and northern. Those are the two diseases that we're fighting in the cornfield for the most part, some eye spot. And as we look through different plots and different fields, the corn on corn, probably most of it's going to end up being over threshold and going to have to be treated for one or both of these diseases itself. Definitely a lot more gray leaf in these fields than we saw last year. That's due to the humidity being so high for so long. Last year, if you remember, right through most of July, we had relatively low humidity compared to normal, and that we didn't see that kind of pressure till late August. So again, we're still using the quarter method. I'm going to start that one leaf below and opposite the ear. Look at all the lesions, all the halos put them together. If we can fill a quarter on 50% of the plants, we're at threshold and we have to start making decisions. Don't let the no-brainers get away from you. Today, uh, four fields we're in, they're already at no-brainer status, meaning they're already sprayed, but on one leaf we could fill a 50-cent piece. So that's a situation where 
you have to be on top of it. Don't let those get away. Those are some big returns. Some guys are spraying just for plant health. That's a total different program in itself. You're gambling as far as whether you can get enough yield to pay for the product. But when you have large amounts of northern, um, northern have such big lesions, they cause a lot of damage. So we want to get onto it and get that sprayed itself. The other issue I'm afraid we're going to have to deal with in corn because of these conditions is going to be the diplodia ear rot, especially the stuff that pollinated uh, a week to 10 days ago and has been sitting there in wet conditions. That first 20 days after silking is where the diplodia ear rots come in. So in your corn on corn fields with hybrids that are susceptible to diplodia ear rot, start to look for it. Not much we can do to stop it at this point. We haven't been real effective with our fungicides and slowing it down. But at the same time, you want to be ready for it. So remember with diplodia ear rot, the key is to take that corn wet, take it a 25% moisture or higher, dry it down pretty quickly. And my advice would be to move it. Don't put it in a bin and contaminate other grain that you have. Just go ahead and move it on out and keep it clean. Keep your other corn green clean so you don't run into any docks. A lot of questions about late applications in these fields that are yellow or turning yellow. And remember, if, they, if they're turning yellow now, we're giving up some pretty substantial yield. If they turned yellow early and you got them back green, you gave up potential. Right now, you're giving up yield. But before we go in here and rescue some of these fields, as we've talked about in our meetings all week, is make sure you know where you stand from an insurance standpoint and what's out there. That's where you're going to use your aerial pictures. You're going to look at your NDVIs and your thermal pictures and from there start to make some decisions how much of this field is beyond repair, meaning that if it's knee high and pushing a tassel, you probably are not going to save that or you're not going to get your money back. So as you carve out the severely damaged areas, make sure what's left is going to um, be worth spending the money on compared to your insurance levels that you have within the field itself. But as we go back in there now, we need to fix these fields. As we're moving along in this maturity range, it needs to happen pretty quick. So you wouldn't want to lollygag on this decision. With the applications itself, we get much past brown silk, and we're really challenging anything to happen fast enough. Right now, the urea that we're flying in, it's taken about 9 to 10 days to visually see it. The nitrogen we put in with the Y-drop, we're seeing some of that already in three days on this yellow corn changing the color. So it's about getting it to the plant as fast as you can. Now a lot of these fields have yellow corn that's shoulder high and maybe two leaf from tassel. And remember when we stress corn in the vegetative stages we slow it down while the rest of the field is already pollinated. That shoulder high corn that's yellow will respond to this nitrogen and you will see some pretty good return on investments there as far as moving the yields up in itself. But we do need to uh, be moving on that sooner than later and right now, most of the planes are tied up in the aerial application of fungicides. So you may have to look for high clearance machines that could put some uh, 28 down for you uh, close to the plant. So the good fit for the Y drop, but even there, a good fit for just dropping it in uh, if we could get some moisture in the next week or so to take it down. From there, we look at the soybean side. White mold is already present. We're finding it in fields in the middle of flowering. The cool, wet conditions um, triggered it off. And, of course, if the forecast is right and we're going back into a cooler week, we're still flowering heavy in these beans, uh, white mold's going to show up in more places. Now, you can't see the white mold from the top. you got to be out there parting the beans, and you can see it from the bottom. Here in about 10 days, 2 weeks, you'll start to see it from the road. Those plants will actually start to wilt and drop off in the field itself. 
As of right now, I haven't found any um, clear-cut symptoms of sudden death, but I don't expect to see those till later on in August itself. As far as insects go, we've been pretty clean in the bean field, but we have spottings of soybean aphids. So the soil testers have found a few, and as we've been scouting these fields, nothing at thresholds where we'd be spraying. But the fact that they're out there, we need to make you aware of that as far as uh, don't forget to look for the soybean aphid out there in the fields itself. Most all beans are in the R3 stage, so if you're rescuing them with a rough uh, herbicide to try to clean up some of these escape weeds, you'll now have to expect yield loss from it. So if it's not a yield robbing deal, you may want to put those through the combine and then come back next year and be more aggressive in managing those in the cornfield itself. We're going to have a lot of weeds this year, so prepare your landowners. These rows are slow to close, especially you guys with the wide rows. Come August, we're going to see so many weeds out there that we didn't know were there. So maybe it's time to prep them so they don't panic if you're talking to farm managers or landowners. And I think, again, we're just going to have to put them through the combine and, and try again next year. So with that, uh, depending on where you are, this crop has still got a lot of potential. In other places, it's time to be realistic from our marketing standpoint so we don't get ourselves caught on the wrong side of that. So we'll talk to you next week. That's it for this week's Boots in the Field.